Hey y'all, welcome back to this week's episode. I'm sorry if my voice sounds scratchy. This weather, um, it's hot and cold, hot and cold. It's got me a little scratchy. So um, just bear with me, hang in there. I'm so glad that you're able to join us. I hope you're having a blessed week already. And if not, I'm praying that it gets better for you and just hang in there. Um, so, you know, the past couple of weeks, uh, you've heard me talk about forgiveness and the importance of it. Also, different stages of forgiveness. So we're going to get into a different part of that today. So if you are one of my note takers, go ahead and get your notebook out. Um, I will be throwing out some things for you that I would love for you to do. Maybe you can do it with another sister. Uh, maybe you can um, do it just whenever you have quiet time with God. Or maybe you can do it with a coworker. Maybe go out of your comfort zone and do it with somebody who maybe is a non-believer or someone that is curious. I feel that today's message could um, impact someone who is a non-believer. And I think that's where God is kind of shifting me for my next couple episodes is trying to relate to the uh, believer as well as the non-believer because all of us have been there at one time or another. We didn't, um, some of us did grow up in church and knowing Christ and uh, you know, just being a believer from the start. Um, but there was a point in all of our lives that um, maybe we've tried to live astray from God and do things on our own and not in um, just the unknown out there. And But then the great amazing thing happens is when he gets a hold of our heart and we let him just fully transform it. And that's such an amazing feeling. Um, if you haven't got to that point, um, it's okay. It's it's no big deal. I thank you for sticking, um, listening to the podcast. But I do believe that eventually um, everyone in all the nations on earth will be saved. And that's just me believing that our God is so much greater than anything that we could ever expect from him. So like I said, I did want to touch today on something a little bit different um, than forgiveness. And it's going to be guilt. Um, it can still tie into the forgiveness as well, but we can forgive ourselves for doing something, some things, but we may hold on to that emotion of the guilt. You know, my heart and my passion is for broken women out there, women who are struggling with addictions, family issues, fertility issues is a big one. You know, boundary issues is another big one. Um, and some women who are just holding on to guilt. People ask me why, uh, when I tell them my passion, they, they're kind of like, why? Why do you want to relate or reach out to women like that? That's, that's such a dark spot because, and it's just simple because at one point in my life, I was in every emotion and every situation um, that I just talked about. I have been broken you know, I have struggled with addiction. I have family issues. I have fertility issues. I did have boundary issues, but God's grace and his, the word has helped me be able to um, stand those boundaries. And I hold on to guilt. I'm human. It happens. So I feel like I'm so relatable to so many women out there um, because life is not sunshine and rainbows all the time. There is some darkness, but it's how you handle the darkness 
is how you were over be, become an overcomer. And my passion is just if I can reach one person by sharing my story and sharing my heart and doing this podcast and all the things I do on social media, if I can just reach one person, then it was all worth it. Um, you know, I did talk about fertility issues. Infertility is a huge guilt that I'm burdened with. You know, some of you know me personally. Some of you are just meeting me. So if this is your first time meeting me, hey, how's it going? I'm so glad you've um, decided to listen in, my friend. And I hope that you stick around to just hear what how amazing our God is. So um, just a quick backstory. You know, my daughter is not my husband's blood daughter. But even though she isn't, he doesn't look at her any different, you know, but I've always had that guilt of not blessing him with his own blood child. But I am so grateful that God has given me a man who, um, going into our relationship knew that that could be an issue, knew that could be an outcome. And sadly, that's where it is. It, we're at the end of that chapter. Um, and it's just, it sucks. It sucks that we're having to close that door. It sucks that we are having to go through all of the emotions. I don't know the stages of grief with infertility and miscarriages and things like that. And I so I can't say what stage we're on, but I just know that I have to go through these stages. I have to feel these emotions. I have to be able to um, break down on the days that I have to break down. If I'm having a trigger moment, I need to let it out. But I do know that no matter what, this pain that I'm feeling is only temporary. And this pain that I'm feeling is for a purpose. And I know that everything happens for the, for the good in some way or another. And that's so hard to grasp in those moments whenever you're in pain and you just feel like, why is this happening to me? You know, I, I do everything right. I serve. I love people. I pray for people. I do all of these things. And I just want to be a mama again. And, or I want to be a mama firsthand. I mean, I have friends who do not have children and they struggle with infertility. And that is so hard for me to just sit, I guess, next to them and go through that with them. And that's where I have to look at the blessing that I have. I do have a daughter. God did bless me. Yes, I was a teenage mom, but there is a reason for everything. And I'm so grateful for her. I'm so grateful um, that God allowed me to have her when he did. And I think it just all has worked out for my life. So um, if you're out there and you're struggling with infertility, please reach out to me on social media, email me. All the information will be in the comments below. I would love to get connected with you. I would love to give you support. Um, there is books I have read that have helped me and inspired me. There's um, some ladies that I follow on Instagram that are just truly amazing with inspiration. Um, I would love to pray with you. If you are local, I would love to have coffee with you. But um, I'm going to get a little bit more into that today. And I feel it's funny that I recorded this and I post on Thursdays because this Thursday really means something special to me and my husband. And, um, it is the day that we should have been parents, um, or at least around that time. Cause you know, those dates are always, um, unpredictable, but, um, this Thursday we should have been 
a new mom and dad. And that just wasn't what happened for us. And that's okay. And I can talk about that and I can get choked up and I can cry because I'm allowed to have those emotions. But unfortunately, with those emotions comes guilt. And that is just something I am still working through. Um, my husband as well. I know even though it was it was my body, but it was our baby. It was something that was connected to both of us. And it was just heartbreaking um, to watch him. And I have no idea to express how he feels. And I will not speak for him, but um, just continue to pray for us. And um, if you were going through that, I would, like I said, I would love to pray for you. So, you know, earlier this year, we went through a miscarriage. It was definitely the toughest thing um, that we have been through in our marriage. So for just a while, though, I could see the joy in my husband's face, the happiness. But then that moment happened. You know, I woke up one morning, you guys know how it goes. Um, you know, I woke up that one morning, I had severe pain in my lower abdomen. Of course, I started bleeding. Um, and it, it was an instant panic. You know, he was stuck at work. I could, he, there was no way he could get to me quick enough. I had to call a friend to drive me to the ER because I couldn't drive at that time. Um, because I just had a week prior, I had to have my ovary removed due to a ruptured cyst and I was bleeding internally and that was just a whole mess in itself. But um, as, you know, as a woman, I knew instantly what was happening. Happening. I didn't want to accept it. I didn't know what to do other than to scream out why. And I remember screaming that so loud and I'm sure it was in a tone that would have scared my husband to death had he been home. You know, I will never forget that moment of having immediate guilt um, set in because of my body. I felt that it had, it had betrayed me. I felt that it was somehow my fault. You know, after I got to the hospital and they did all the tests and it was just a bunch of hours of waiting, um, which we know during the waiting time, it is we hate waiting, but, but sometimes during those waiting moments, God shows us things. And, um, I remember sitting in that waiting room and just not being able to show emotion, not be able to cry, just knowing what was happening to my body and knowing that God was somehow going to use this. So even though I was in that moment of just, total shock and hurt. I knew that God was going to use this somehow or another, you know? So of course, um, the results and everything, all ultrasound, they couldn't find the heartbeat and all that. And then, um, they did the blood work and all of that jazz. And, um, you know, hearing the words from the doctor and the doctor saying, and I will never forget the way that she said it, with tears in her eyes before she even spoke, I knew, you know, she said, I'm sorry, but your pregnancy is no longer valid. I don't think she had the right words or if there's any kind of right words to say in those moments. I will never forget those words. I will never forget the look in her eyes. I will never forget turning to my left and looking at my husband and immediately saying to him, I'm sorry. And 
of all of the things he could have done, he could have broke down, he could have walked out of the room, he could have screamed. <laughs> he didn't do anything but grab my hand, kiss me on the forehead, and tell me that it's not my fault. That we have Jaden, and that was perfect enough for him. <laughs> so, if you're not crying by now, um, you might want to check your emotions. But just... It was just a moment in our marriage that I knew we would never be the same. And I'm not saying that in a negative way, but I'm saying I think in that moment, God immediately bonded us in a different level. And um, I am so grateful for my husband being supportive. I'm so grateful for just um, who he is and how he handled it. And, you know, now, even though he was saying it wasn't my fault, I still had that instant guilt. I still have it to this day on, you know, on this specific aspect of my life, but I'm working through it every day. I'm working through it. And recently I've had a lot of triggers. I've had a lot of breakdowns, but I've known because this week has, it was coming closer. You know, I can't avoid it. I can't change the calendar. I can't sleep for seven days and hope that I, by the time I wake up, that the pain is gone because that's not how it works. Um, you know, and I openly share this even though I'm still dealing with it because guilt is something that doesn't go away overnight. We're nine months into this happening to us. And when I have triggers, it feels like I'm right back in that same moment. Maybe whoever's listening, maybe you've been through this. Maybe you've had those moments. Maybe you felt like that. Maybe you've had a miscarriage recently or you've had a miscarriage um, years ago. You know, or maybe you are just dealing with infertility and you just feel that guilt. You feel the betrayal of your body. I'm here to tell you today, sister, it, w- it will be okay. You will get through this. You will persevere and God will make you so much stronger. And I, I, I truly believe that because that is what I continue to hold on to. And that is what I continue to believe in. Um, and if you believe it, um, it will happen. You know, maybe you have felt like that. Um, or maybe you do right now, you know, when you have done something to someone or something like that, you've been through, you may have someone there saying it isn't your fault. You don't have to apologize, but still have that guilt. You know, I posted earlier this week on Facebook, uh, on my Facebook page. If you're not following that, um, go to facebook.com, type in Unleash Faith with Bethany. Make sure you follow or like so that way you can see the content that is posted throughout the week. But I had posted a picture of the word guilt and I had asked, what comes to your mind when you see the word guilt? Is it something you were able to let go? Do you tend to hold on to it? I want you to take a minute right now and to think of that. If you're one of my note takers, I want you to write this out and I want you to um, answer it. And I'll just read what I posted again. It says, what comes to your mind when you see the word guilt? Is it something, this is a two-part question, is it something that you're able to let go or do you tend to hold on to it? I will share, um, I do want to share um just a couple of the ones that were shared with me. Um, And it was quite a few. And it was more of people private messaging me 
And I am totally okay with that. If I ever post something and you don't feel comfortable posting it in the comments and you don't want everyone to see, but you still want to share, um, you can always reach out to me, uh, private message or e email, um, whatever works for you. But one of the things that was shared was addiction. You know, this was definitely one that I could relate to, even though that like through my addiction, I know I emotionally was hurting people who loved me. But yet I still did it. You know, there were times it got to the point of being physically violent. And of course, the next day uh, I would sober up, but that immediate guilt would be there. But even though I felt guilty, I seemed to still do it over and over again. You know, and it's hard now that I'm sober. It's hard, um, but I don't have that guilt. I have let go of all of that. So if you're someone out there who's struggling with addiction, and addiction can be alcohol, it can be drugs, it can be pornography, it can be masturbation, it can be um, your cell phone, it can be social media, it can be food, anything that is taking um, you away from spending time with God and or um, is causing you to be negative or overrule 90% of your life, it's an addiction. Um, and a lot of people think when they hear the word addiction, it's just drugs or alcohol. No, addiction is so many more things. Um, but the another one that someone shared, which I thought was really good, um, was not checking in with family and friends regularly. You know, maybe you're, you are usually the friend that doesn't reach out first and you wait on everyone else to reach out to you or start the first text. But when life happens, because it happens, and they get busy and they don't check in with you. Uh, but then you find out maybe they were having a rough day. You might instantly feel guilty for not reaching out to them and just waiting on them. Friendship and relationships is a two-way street. You have to communicate. You have to have that open line. I love it whenever people that I'm close to and I talk to on an almost daily basis and they just randomly text me and say, hey, I was thinking of you. Um, I love that. I love that God has placed those people in my life. Uh, you know, another one that someone uh, shared with me was not going to the gym, but instantly regretting it like the rest of the day. Like that's all they could think about. Um, and Lord knows that this is a guilt I have dealt with. And I think I'm kind of dealing with it right now. It seems so small, but it's a type of guilt that will eat you alive until you eventually give in and just go. It's something that I'm trying to get back on. I've been to the gym a couple times in the last two weeks. Um, it's been a struggle, but I have felt so much better after I've went and I felt like I've had a better day. And I think that's just what's motivating me to continue to go is um, for my mental health, I need to go, you know, and it's important. So, but I did also too, even though, you know, people have shared real life examples. I did want to also just get, um, just share with you some spiritual examples, if that's okay. Maybe you want to write these down. Maybe you're, you wrote the last couple ones down, but, um, the first one I want to share is feeling guilty for not spending enough time with God. I have been there. I'm sure you have been too, but you know, on the other hand, you have to think about it. If you can binge watch an entire Netflix or Hulu series for eight to 10 hours and not get off the couch, you know you should not do it, but you do it anyway. 
And you could use some of that time to be more productive. You know, you could use that time to spend time with God or get things done around the house. But we are all human and we out like to live in the flesh sometimes. But, you know, I think what helps us get out of those situations is conviction from the Holy Spirit. Boy, the Holy Spirit conviction is so always seems to be right on time. You know, the Spirit reminds us that it is crucial for our relationship with Christ to grow. Um, that we have to spend time with him. We have to be able to, um, I guess you could jot it down on a calendar, make set a reminder on your phone, but it is crucial because our relationship with him will only grow if we spend time with him. Maybe you feel guilty, um, for skipping out on Bible study or church. That's another good one. You know, maybe you woke up and said, man, I have a headache or something just as simple as I don't feel like going. You know, again, this is something that, you know, as a believer, whether you are a veteran believer or you're a baby believer, that it is important to get in the house. Um, If you are just unable to get in the house, there is so many online services Our church uh, has online services. You can go to holywild.net and get all of that information. It is on Facebook Live. There's so many things that you're able to still get in into the, you know, into getting fed for that Sunday. But you have to remember that the church is just a building. We as people, the body of Christ, are the church. And you have to remember that. Some people do kind of get that mixed up sometimes. But if you can acknowledge this and you can um, get rid of those excuses, I guarantee on those days that you feel like, man, I don't want to go. I just, I got all this stuff to do and Sunday's my only day to do it. Or um, I really want to go to that event, blah, 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 blah. Um, Those are the days sometimes that you really need to get plugged in somewhere. You need to, because most of the time on those times that I've had, um, events pop up and I'm like, man, I don't want to, I want to go to this event, but it's on a Sunday and it's on those Sundays that I feel like our pastor kind of just speaks a word directly to me. And I pray that that happens for you. Um, if it hasn't happened already, I pray that you have one of those moments that whenever you hear a sermon or you hear someone speaking and it is exactly what you need to hear as if there is no one else, but you in that room. Um, I love those moments. And, um, I think God just uses people like that. And our pastor is so talented. Um, Our youth pastor is just as talented. I love how um, even though they prepare their lessons separately, it's somehow just most of the time lines right up together. And it it is so incredible to see when our teenagers at youth um, connect the two. And I love that, you know, but, you know, many times as we get older, we tend to allow you know, our past to cling to our present. And I want to talk about that for a moment. You know, we think about what we used to do, who we used to hang around. Maybe we talk differently. You know, dwelling on that past can cause a spiral of negative emotions, which, which, you know, most of the time when we are in a spiral of negative emotions, it leads us to doing things that will double the guilt at the end of the day, you know, 
for me before I decided to pursue ministry full time, um, man, that was like, I felt like it was like a year long battle of going back and forth. Cause I just was so unsure about so many things and I wasn't just trusting God completely with it. You know, I remember one time having a conversation with my brother and telling him that because I lived in sin for so long, there is no way that I'm going to be able to reach anyone or no one is going to take me serious. No one is going to grasp the things that I talk about. You know, I we didn't grow up in church. The only church that we got were from my mom's grandparents because my dad's grandparents passed away whenever we were younger. You know, I remember our grandma not letting us eat unless we prayed over our food. And I remember on Sunday mornings, if we didn't go to church, she had us sitting at that table reading uh, scripture from the King James Version. And I was so lost. Um, but that was just what the, you know, the version that she was used to. But I'm so grateful now looking on those moments that she tried to shine the light in my life. And had I just grasped it, I wonder how different my life would be. But I think God worked everything out because he knew I would be right here in this moment. And I think he's doing that for you, whoever's listening. I feel right now like the spirit is just telling me to pause for a minute and just telling me that there's someone out there who's listening that has a troubled past, who feels unqualified, um, who is not sure of the direction that they need to take. I'm telling you, put your big girl pants on, step out of that comfort zone, uh, buckle up and allow God to just take the the driver's seat and allow him to move it. Um, I feel something like someone out there who is a believer, who's maybe in ministry that you might be in a dry season right now. I'm praying. I just feel like floodwaters are coming and I'm not meaning actual water, but I'm meaning rejuvenation through the word. God is going to connect somebody out there and he's going to light a fire and give you vision for something in the next coming steps. That's never happened during recording a podcast. And I just love how, how that moment just happened. So, you know, when those moments happen, you have to be transparent with whoever you're with, you know, as crazy as it sounds, that's happened to me. Like I've been at work before and I've been like, whoa, wait a minute. This, the spirit's just telling me something and I look crazy or whatever, but usually it pans out within the week. And then that person sometimes got to see it, or I got to tell them about how God, you know, uh, the spirit told me something, but then God worked it out, <laughs> you know, but back to, you know, not growing up in church and things like that. I didn't know who Jesus was. I didn't know who he was until my mid twenties. You know, I thought it was just some guy who was born and he was in a manger and he had all these gifts and donkeys and all this shenanigans around him. But then knowing the word now and knowing scripture, that wasn't the case at all. It was totally a different scenario than what I envisioned, you know, but I didn't know who he was until my mid twenties. You know, I was a wild teenager growing up. I snuck out. I was hanging with older people. You know, I ended up becoming a teenage mom because of my decisions. So I dropped out of high school to get my GED. Uh, my dad immediately said, you have to finish school. You have to go to college. You have to get a career. And so I got my GED. I went to community college. You know, I had to take care of my daughter. 
Um, and I'm so grateful for my dad pushing that on me. Like, you have to do this. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to forever support you guys. And, um, it was so great that he pushed me like that. And that's how my dad was. He was such a, he was a, a pusher, but in a good way, like he would push me, um, further than what I could see for myself. You know, he saw so much potential in me and I wish he was here today, but I know he's got the best seat. He's in heaven. He's watching everything that I'm doing. And I, I do believe that where I'm at right now, he had some kind of helping hand in that, you know, but, uh, you know, before I knew Christ too, I spent, you know, about five to six years in, in addiction with alcohol that costed me so much, um, not just the price of alcohol, you know, that was wasted money. You know, it cost me a job. Um, I was trying to find wholeness through other people. I was trying to find love through other people. Um, I was almost homeless at one time with a toddler, but I thank God for my aunt and my uncle who helped us, who took us in. And my aunt really, I guess, kind of shook me and told me that I have to get life together. I have to get it together. You know, so much from my past that I felt has had given me so much guilt. Um, but I didn't, didn't see myself ever being a vessel for the Lord. But my brother told me something um, that if God can use prostitutes and if he can use murderers, he can use me. And I remember looking at him in that moment, like, are you calling me a prostitute? Of course, we immediately both busted out laughing and he was not in a sense, but um, he shared a little bit the story about Rahab and how she was a prostitute and God used her. And I was like, okay, okay, I get it. Like, I get it. But <laughs> sometimes... Uh, you know, God uses the most broken people to walk in the way. And I mean, in the way, like by his commandments and by his light uh, to minister to others. And, you know, and I'm so privileged to be able to do that. I'm so privileged to be able to do something that I love to do that brings me joy. Yes, ministry is hard. Yes, ministry is emotional, but there's so much joy and there's so much reward that I am so grateful for. So, I do want to ask a question, you know, is there something from your past that you're holding on to? Think about that for a moment. Write it down if you're taking notes. Say it out loud if you can. But I want you to try letting it go today. Speak it out loud. And I want you to say this, Lord, I'm giving this over to you. Please help me heal, restore my spirit, help me through you through you, be able to release the guilt of anything that is holding me back. Amen. Man, that's good stuff, you know. Guilty feelings are, in a sense, useful, though. You know, they make us want to become closer to God. Whether we're a believer or not, we want some kind of, we want somebody to help us through it. No one can help us through it but God. Yes, our friends can have can help us through it and they can encourage us. But ultimately it's whenever we hand things over to God and we allow him to carry those hurts, uh, burdens and guilts is when um, we fully are able to let go and transform so that we're able to ask for repentance and be free from whatever is holding us hostage. You know, oftentimes feeling guilty is maybe feeling like rock bottom 
or the emotion that makes us turn away from the things we feel guilty about. You know, it's a good thing. Letting go of guilt can give us freedom. And within freedom from guilt, we can find happiness. I truly believe it. You know, I really feel like this message is for believers, but also for the non-believers, for the ones who are curious. Because all of us deal with guilt sometime or another. Most of the time, we don't know how to work through it or let it go. Something that's helped me for, you know, things in my past and truly let them go and not having any guilt was journaling, was through journaling, you know. I'm not talking about that dear diary today, blah, 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 blah. I ate a brownie and I shouldn't have. (laughs) I mean, literally getting your feelings out on paper and looking at them. I want you to do that this week. Maybe it's something that you can do weekly. Maybe you can do it daily. I don't care. Whatever works for you. But for me, I would start out by writing out whatever came to my mind. But then I would ask myself questions like, is this something uh, that is that I'm holding on to? Is it helping me? Is it hurting me? How can I truly let this thing go? How is this thing or this person, because sometimes it can be people, holding me back? I want you to be honest with yourself. I want you to be transparent with you and God in these moments, you know. I want you to really think about these things and these questions. And I do believe that this is a step whenever you do this, that it's a step in direction of healing. But in a sense, too, I also want you to write down three things that you're grateful for. Talking about this and speaking it out loud is one thing, but and like I've said before, is whenever you see it on paper, it will help you tremendously with the process of releasing guilt, receiving freedom, and receiving happiness through that. Um, This was such a word that I just was so excited to share today. I know that it was a lot. I know that some of it, you're probably crying out there. I know, like, I'm the president of the Crybaby Club. It is what it is. But this was just a a powerful word that I felt like God just wanted me to share. And I hope it impacted somebody. Like I said earlier in the podcast that if you um, are struggling with anything that I've talked about today, or you have questions or anything, reach out to me on any of my social media. You can find me on Instagram. Uh, I am now on TikTok trying to get that um, just to promote the light. Uh, you know, be out there and just be a vessel of God's word. It and it's uh, all that information will be in the information down below. Um, I love you guys. Definitely stay tuned to next week's episode. Uh, I also will be doing a live uh, on Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok on the 29th. It's a Monday night, but it will be 7 p.m. and there will be a special guest. So be looking for that. I'm super excited. We'll be talking about how we, the difficulties and the amazing things about, you know, raising our teenagers in this chaotic world that we live in. So as always, be blessed and stay focused.